So joining me right now is Dennis Fast. Dennis, you're known for your photography. You've now been working a bit with some videos. Tell me about your most recent video project. Well, thanks, uh, Judy, for having me on. And I've been doing a lot of video in the backyard. Some of it's sort of motivated by the pandemic, which has kept us home a little bit more than usual, right? And uh, concentrating on the bugs and the birds. And the hummingbirds are a favorite of mine. So I've been filming a lot of hummingbirds and specifically fights between the hummingbirds. They're very feisty birds. And, of course, hummingbirds and wasps who really don't like each other. And you've caught some pretty impressive moves by the hummingbirds. Yeah, and, and by the wasp, too. I mean, once in a while, actually quite often, the wasp wins the battle. They go beak to beak or whatever you want to call it. And I've seen them going up into the air, and they're still sort of nose to nose and nobody wants to give, but the hummingbird will, will finally give up. But sometimes the hummingbird gets its revenge. And, yes, I have a couple of videos that are really quite spectacular. And you're quite excited to share those videos with anybody who is interested. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a long-time educator, and I love to inspire people. I've done a lot of photography workshops and, and things, and even birding workshops. So uh, anytime I can inspire people, and particularly these times when people are maybe a little discouraged, a little more housebound, hey, let's cheer them up a little, right? Hummingbirds, you're right, they are very captivating to watch. I think for me, they're so tiny and their movements are so quick, yet at the same time, so graceful. Well, you see, that's the advantage of doing slow motion, which is what I'm doing a lot of. I do the regular stuff too, because it's better quality. But slow motion shows the detail of the movement and you can follow it. Anything, for example, I'm shooting five times only slow motion. I slow it down and softer more later. But if you think about getting a one second clip of a hummingbird, it's already five seconds worth. And and so if you get four or five seconds, which is pretty good, now we're talking, you've got 20 seconds of video of some slow motion action and, and it's really helpful for seeing detail. Absolutely. The videos you've captured are amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm wondering what you've been noticing spending more time in your backyard during maybe last summer as well as this summer. Are you noticing any differences? Well, there's a couple of things that don't particularly have to do with the pandemic or anything, but it seems like with loss of habitat and climate change, we're losing warblers. We we just don't have the migration through our yard here that we did a few years ago, where we'd sometimes see dozens and dozens of warblers at the same time almost, or certainly over a, a one-hour stretch. And now we're just seeing one or two or three or four. But what I've also done and, and spent a lot of time on is photographing the whole life cycle of the monarch butterfly from, from the tiniest egg to uh, right to the hatching. And I've got got it on film and in some cases slow motion and it, and again it's just been a lot of fun i can only imagine that must be fo- so fascinating to watch and feel so rewarding to be able to capture something like that yeah it, it's again it's a it's a species that is in danger and they are facing a lot of hazards in their long flights off to mexico for the winter and so I just thought, well, I, I'll document. I've used it in shows already and, and showed it uh, right now. I can't do shows in schools or anything like that. I'd love to do some more. But uh, I remember the, the first time, I guess it was two summers ago, when I had set up a, a Christmas was about to emerge. The monarch was about to come out, and I'd set up in the backyard. And so that I was I had two cameras on it. I waited for four hours. You know, it's starting to happen, and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. 
after four hours, I, I had to take a quick washroom break. I come back out, and there's the monarch hanging there. And, and so I Googled on the Internet, you know, how long is this supposed to take once it starts? And I said, well, let's put it this way. Don't go to the washroom. <laughs> <laughs> I should have read it before. <laughs> you must have learned different different techniques to expand on your ability to be so patient with some of these photographs that you've been able to capture. You have to yeah. be patient. Yeah, yeah. I always say there are three important rules in any wildlife photography, and they are patience, patience, and patience. And, and so, yeah, I can set, uh, if I like a, a particular composition, you know, let's say a, a group of flowers, and there's one that I like, and there's a lot of bees around, I'll just aim the camera at that and let it run. And I just wait and wait and wait. And sooner or later, I'll get this neat video of a bumblebee coming to feed, and it does take patience, yeah. Do you have any tips for somebody who's in photography or interested in getting into photography, how to develop those patient's skills? You know what? It's the only way you can develop it is by practicing it. <laughs> See, yes. in, this, in this day and age, like everybody is into instant, instant. Everything on the on the Instagram and, and Facebook and so on, it's all instant and, and it's short and now let's move on to something else, right? And that isn't the best thing in photography. You, everybody has a cell phone these days, and they're taking a lot of little clip, clips, but I see them as being hurried. They're not taking the time to maybe make a special composition and just to, you know, move in a little closer, perhaps, and all that kind of stuff. You were talking a little while ago about bumblebees, and I think I've only really noticed them this summer because they've been coming to the flowers on my deck, and it is so cute to watch them climb into a flower and to feed, and you see how fuzzy and furry they are. It's quite captivating when you can see these insects up close. That's the key, and and that's also the key to to what I do in slow motion. I find bum, bumblebees and all the the insects really fascinating once you get up close. Uh, people probably don't know we have about I think it has twenty one varieties of bumblebees in Manitoba, and over a hundred about one hundred and fifteen native bees. They're from the tiniest little things to to the bumblebee size and. And so sometimes when you get down close, the color I see in bugs that I've never seen before is amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I'm really excited to be able to share your videos with our viewers, with our listeners. And I just want to say that we really do appreciate the work that you do and sharing this joy with us. Well, thank you. It's a joy to share, right? So I appreciate you calling.